Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. Your co-host Steve Cypress here along with the one and only Everett Farnell. Steve, I just want to reassure our listeners that there are absolutely no Russian agents involved with the production of this podcast and that we don't care what the Chinese think. We're going to talk to the people we want to talk to and we are not going to agree with them pushing past the boundaries into open waters. Well, and another thing, as of recording this, uh, just this week, it is now official that the Electoral College has confirmed that this is the official Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, and in about a month's time, it will be a podcast about the actual sitting president, so that has been confirmed, although, of course, his opponents are no doubt coming up with the next scheme to delegitimatize him and stop him from being the president of the United States, so lots of stuff always to talk about. This week, we're going to revisit a topic we touched on before. We'll go into a little more detail because, well, things are always happening with it, but it's how Donald Trump uses social media. In case you're a business owner listening, and you should be if you're listening, a business owner, you might be thinking, yeah, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Donald Trump. I don't have, every tweet I do is not going to be picked up by the media, or I don't want to be tweeting at three o'clock in the morning, or I don't want people to think I'm an idiot because I'm tweeting and tell me to take my Twitter away and blah, blah, blah. But we're going to discuss here the proper way that you can leverage it, because here's the bottom line. In the old days, the media was something you had to go through. They had to be the middleman. If you wanted to have a video, there was no YouTube and you had to be on TV. There was no podcast. If you want to do something like this, you had to be on a good old regular old broadcast radio station. And if you wanted to be on the radio, you had to have an article written about you or write a letter to the editor in a newspaper. But now, as you see with Trump, that we own the media and it behooves all small business owners to do just what Trump did. So which tweet or tweets do you want to talk about on this episode, Everett, as an example of how Trump is using that to bypass the media and get his message directly out to the entire world? Uh, well, literally, after the entire world, look at the little thing, and I have not done a deep dive into the story, but of course, we don't need to do that for the podcast because we're looking for marketing lessons. But look at the thing where China grabbed a uh, underwater drone, a U.S. underwater drone. Uh, they agreed to return it. It was all figured out, and Trump tweeted about it. Well, now, literally, the Chinese started responding to Trump to Trump's tweet. So, <laughs> it, I mean, this is this is like this, this, think about this for a second. But hang on a second. I am thinking. So, in other words, you say the Chinese, like the prime minister or the president or whoever runs the, the czar of China has a Twitter account and is following Donald Trump and is tweeting I, back and forth with him? I don't know if he has a Twitter account and he's following him. What I do know and what I can say for sure because they responded is that somebody in China is watching his Twitter account and whoever it is who's watching his Twitter account, his comments have prompted a, an official government response 
from the government of China. Well, so that's the sort of thing. So the government of China yes. has its official Twitter account that it's tweeting out, and then they keep saying how inappropriate for Trump or whatever, but yeah, who, heck, exactly. I mean, it, it's not only it's inappropriate, but it's stupid not to be using Twitter so you can bypass the media and get your message out there. If our listeners are in some sort of publishing business, then Twitter, or, or business that's related to politics, Twitter is the place to be. But well, as, of course, politics, but we're not just talking about politics. That would be like right. 0.00001% of the listeners. I'm talking well, about a plumber. Would, a plumber, if you're going to wait as a plumber for a newspaper to write an article about you and get some message out there, good luck to that. And then it might yeah, only happen luck. once, and you can cut out the article and frame it and put it on your wall. But if you have a Twitter account, you can be tweeting out all the time. Well, not only Twitter account, but if you have a YouTube account, if you have a Facebook account, Snapchat is supposed to, and I'll be honest, I haven't been on Snapchat, so I have an account. I haven't done much with it, but Snapchat Snapchat is supposed to be the latest and the greatest. In, uh, uh, well, there's always going to be a new latest and greatest. Coming. But the bottom line right. is that you ought to be tweeting because you see here, so Everett's using an example where Trump sends out a message and some official government halfway around the world is responding to it. Now, here's the thing when you're doing these tweets. Trump could, of course, send a fax, pick up the phone, mail a letter, send a FedEx, pick up the hotline. I mean, there's a lot of right. ways For an to interview. get a message he to a foreign government. But when you use Twitter... He's not only talking to the foreign government, he gets his message out to the entire world. And that's what you want to do when you're using Twitter. So I'll exactly. give an example. Say you're a plumber and somebody has you come over their house and you fix the leak. You get back to your office or not even. You pick out your phone and you go on Twitter and you go, hey, it was a pleasure fixing the leak over at the Smith house this morning. Boy, were they overjoyed. That's it. I, I'll tell you another, that's a beautiful way to do it. That works for Facebook, too. You, you have a little more room in Facebook. I'll tell you another way, for, specifically for contractors, and, and I know we're getting a little bit niche here, but people can still find ways to apply this outside of the contracting trade. But a great way for a contractor to use it is to go and check with complaints with the state for their competition. And then they can do a series of tweets or a series of Facebook posts or a series of YouTube videos or a series of all of them that says what to watch out for when you're hiring a contractor, when you're hiring a plumber. And then they say, well, according to the state, the, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones hired so-and-so plumber, and so-and-so plumber came and did half the job and took the money and never showed back up to finish the job. Now, the, the lesson that you learn there is that, you always, that while you oftentimes will pay a deposit to a contractor, you never want to pay the final bit of the money until the job's completely done and has been inspected and approved by the uh, local building department. Just off the top of my head, a quick little example. Now, people outside of the contracting trade can use the same thing. They'll have to do a little more searching because they're yeah, but probably of course, well, you say you say have to do searching, yeah. but no, they don't. I mean, an attorney, a doctor, anybody can do this. Any business yeah, owner yeah, exactly. can search for anything and put anything up. You don't even have to search. You can have somebody just tell you something in a chamber of commerce meeting, or you overheard something and you just put it on Twitter. So here's the deal: using Twitter, Donald Trump's not the first person or business owner or anyone to use Twitter, but because because they, they said that Barack Obama was the first Twitter president, that he used social media, was a big part of getting elected. But the lesson to learn from Donald Trump is that he uses it to be controversial. And that's what everyone's right. talking about here, dear listener, is not just doing going past, also doing what I talked about, just saying, hey, well, you know, find out the Twitter handle of the, of the homeowner that you did work for, if he or she has one, and say, hey, Mary, was uh, great to meet you and help you out at your house today, blah, blah, blah. But even if they 
they don't have one, put it up. Yeah, that's all great. Now, Everett's saying you take the lesson learned from Donald Trump and you put out some controversial stuff. And especially exactly. if you're in any kind of field that has any kind of licensing, you can put out controversial stuff when there's, you know, stuff that's that's hurting the customer. Regulations that could hurt the customer. Like, so I got a client who's a heating and air guy. And he's like, man, the cost of ozone disposal has gone through the roof in the last whatever, five or ten years because of this, all this environmental whatever. He's like, it used to cost, I don't remember, three bucks, five bucks. You fix the refrigerator or refrigerated unit, you drop off the, the canister, whatever, it's a few bucks. He goes, now it's like 40 bucks. Well, that really adjusts the bid he has to make and the price he has to charge. And if he puts that out in a tweet and adds into it a common enemy like Trump likes to do and says, you know, man, the state licensing department really has it in for the residents of such and such county or city or whatever. They're making the CO2 disposal costs go through the roof, stuff like that. You want to be using Absolutely. social media for that because don't depend on the newspapers to be printing it. Well, the newspapers will never print it. But when you push it out on your social media, account, especially, and, and here's the thing is that as you continue to do this, your social media presence will get bigger and bigger. And so you don't want to just push out social media about, you know, the special that you're doing, although you definitely want to do that as well. But you want to put out topics that are related to what you're doing, but still of interest to the public. And that's what's going to remember what's in it for me. That's what everybody's wondered about. So they don't care about the special you're doing. They'll look at the special you're doing, but they're not going to look at your Twitter feed or your Facebook feed or your YouTube videos unless there's something there for them to consume something there that they feel like is helpful to them. Well, of and course, really and I have clients that are uh, big social media experts, and they say just use the 80-20 rule. So four exactly. tweets Perfect. or Facebook posts or YouTube videos about some good content that people want, and then one out of the five you can throw in, we're doing a special this week. So not 80-20 in the other direction. You don't just keep, like Everett said, don't keep pounding out, here's my special, here's my special, here's my special, here's my special, oh, and here's some news about the industry. The other thing is you don't have to be just about the industry. You can be about anything about your city or your town of interest that's going on. And again, right. the lesson learned from Donald Trump is to be controversial about it. So let's say you're a plumber and there's some new law passed in the town that has nothing to do with plumbers, but it's some uh, new speed limit. They're lowering the speed limit and putting in a speed trap in an, or an automated ticketing at a red light or something. And you're like, oh, let's tweet about that. That's of interest. Like Everett says, this will help build your social media presence. If you're going to tweet only about your industry, it's not going to build your, your Twitter sphere quite as big as you would like at all because only you are really interested in that a lot and maybe your competitors. But if you're going to tweet about general stuff in your area, you can really start to be followed by people. And then when you do put out once in a while your tweets or your videos or your Facebook posts about your specials, watch the cash register ring just like when Trump puts out a tweet and once in a while it says, hey, I'm having a rally tonight, and that's all he had to do was put out a tweet a few hours before, and 10,000 people showed up. You know what this really is, Steve, is this is, as you well know, this is not a new strategy. It's just far more accessible for everybody now. The problem is nobody's using it. I mean, there's some people using it, but nobody's using it as far as compared to who has, who has the ability to use it. So starting a radio show to build a financial planning business has been an age-old, you know, you buy, the radio, you buy the time on the radio, you go do the radio show, and it builds a financial planning uh, a business. That's an age-old strategy that you've heard of and talked about, and etc. Oh, so for all I, businesses. I've heard them for all businesses. I've heard them from 
auto repair to attorneys, doctors, everybody. Sure, sure. So now you can do the same thing, but you can do it for free. Right? It doesn't cost you a penny to post on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can actually... In sure, and cases, to put up a blog and a podcast. Sure, you put iTunes. up a blog, do a podcast. So free. You, you put up uh, your own radio show on iTunes called The Podcast. And, and it, you know, there's somebody, uh, somebody pointed out the other day that YouTube is the largest station in the world. So you think of like ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Fox News. Correct. And Facebook is the number one news source in the world. Yeah, exactly. So so now... Uh, another fact is that you YouTube is the second most often used search engine in the world. See, I, I mean, it, how amazing is this stuff? Our listeners, every single one of them, every last one of them has access to this and can put up for free content that can be absorbed and taken in by their prospective clients, and then they can use those platforms then, as you've mentioned, on an 80-20 basis to point out where they have specials going on or deals going on or what they're selling or, you know, basically... Or they're anything creating. about their business on an 80-20 exactly. basis. On one out of five, exactly. something about their business. The rest is general stuff. And the lesson learned from Donald Trump this week is don't be afraid be controversial. to be controversial. Doesn't right. have to be controversial about your industry or your particular competitor, although Trump certainly famously does that a lot. But anything at all you're going to put out there controversial, <laughs> that's what gets the eyeballs. Everyone knows if it bleeds, it leads. It leads. That's the thing in the news industry. You know, they don't. You're not going to see a headline today that says there was no fire on Main Street. You're only going to see a headline when there is a murder, when there is a fire, when there is a terrorist attack, when there is something going on that's controversial, negative, inflammatory, scary. That's the kind of stuff that gets attention. If you keep doing that and get the attention, like Everett says, they are going to. Well, one out of five, they'll see something about yourself, but they'll also going to check you out, go over to your website. I mean, this is one. One reason Trump was positioned before he ever declared a candidacy to be leading candidate for president. They're like, oh, he's a celebrity. Yeah, well, he wasn't a celebrity from birth, and he wasn't a celebrity because somebody handed it to him. He built that entire following. He could have been like every single other real estate developer in the world who is not a celebrity, but he built a celebrity. Not the president so of what are States. you waiting for, dear listener? Now, one thing I will tell you you're waiting for is to go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and find the contact information for every and from myself and give us a call because we have, as always, an advanced tip based on this strategy that we are going to keep off of the podcast because we've gotten the complaints. You're getting too complex and advanced for us. We keep it simple here on the podcast, but give us a call. We'll share the advanced tip and we'll help you implement it into your business. So, I, I got to tell you, Steve, I got to tell you something. The advanced tip this week is going to knock the people's socks off. It's going it, to, it's going to blow them away. It takes everything. What sounds, what we've talked about sounds insurmountable to some people. This advanced tip tightens it up, streamlines it, it'd shock them. But of course, it's a little too much to explain on the podcast without some one-on-one feedback so that we can clarify for people. So, but I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's good. It's, it's amazing stuff. The, uh, the advanced tip this week. Looking forward to it. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.